Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Um, extra appreciation and mitzvah for those that uh, that uh, sludge through the through the snow. Jeff, next week we're expecting to see you here in person. By foot. That's right. Okay. Over my head. What? Tell how tall I am. (laughs) Okay. Good. All right. So we are in Chelik Base Perk Base. We discussed last week the concept of Hashgacha Protus, Hashgacha Klolus, right? So first of all, Hashgacha is Hashem maintaining a person in the desired state that they are meant to be in to fulfill the purpose for which they are in existence. And everyone has a purpose for existence. Yosef Weiss, how do we know that, that everyone has a purpose for existence? So what makes you think you have a purpose for existence? Okay, Ari, how do you know everyone has a purpose for existence? In fact, you're here. Because you exist, right. The, the, right? Hashem only, Hashem's actions are purposeful, right? So if Hashem is keeping you in existence here, it has a purpose to it. Fair? Okay. That was um, a welcome to, to, to Yosef wife. We like to keep people, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, off off balance a little bit to yeah, keep you keep you on your toes. Okay, so um, and therefore, um, not only will we continue to exist as long as we're meant to be fulfilling a certain purpose, but uh, we will also um, be provided with every opportunity and every situation that we need in order to continue doing that, right? Whatever it is that we're meant to do. Now, on a Hashgacha uh, Klolus level, where which applies, let's say, to animals or to other uh, creatures, right? Um, so there, being that they're not Bali Bechira, so it's just, it's just generic, right? Hashem has a plan for for cows, um, that's that's all that's necessary. So then, as long as cows have a, they need certain set of circumstances to continue being able to do what they do, and that that's uh, that's what cows will do until they're no longer necessary to be doing that anymore, right? If if um, a few years from now they come out with um, artificially made meat burgers, right, which they're currently working on, so then maybe there's not going to be a need for cows anymore, right? So then Hashem will. Take away the hashgacha that's keeping them alive. We speak about non-Jews. Um, we have not spoken about humans yet. I mean, we, we, no, we spoke about humans in general. We did not yet speak about distinctions of Jews and non-Jews. We did speak about about humans, about bnei adam. That the difference is that uh, that anoshim or uh, have bechira chofshis, have free will, and being that. Uh, human beings have free will, so it complicates things because um, Hashem is having to constantly um, change because we're changing, mm-hmm. and our change and our actions change the, so to speak, who we are and what is expected of us. Right. So, so, community as a whole, though, not just Jewish people, obviously. Like, 
Jewish Correct. Right. Right now. Right. As, well, he, right now we're not even talking about that distinction. He will. He will get. You know, in a, in, a, in a couple of prokim, he will get into uh, what happened with the fall of Adam after the hate, and um, you know how far did Avram get back up, and what about uh, what about the the non-Jews, and what about the settlements of Noah? We can talk about all that. That's Hashem. Okay. But uh, but in in the meantime, we're just saying that whoever is a bal bechira, whoever is a free will decision maker, so then necessarily as they make their free will decisions, right? So they are repositioning themselves. They're changing what they're here for, and as they change what they're here for, what's expected, uh, you know, what they're going to be doing. Um, so then, the hashgach that they receive also changes because now. Hashem may expect something different from them, may want something different from them, may be guiding them in a different direction. So that's called Ashgacha Pratis, that, that, that is a result of one's own actions. We redefine ourselves, we redefine what we're here to do, and uh, then you know, the example that we spoke about was uh, the Rambam's explanation of the second paragraph of Shema, right, that uh, we say in Shema, that Vayayim Shemot if you listen to the commandments, then you're going to get the early rain and the late rain, and you're going to get good harvest, etc. So the Ram says, "What? Well, that's not a reward. Reward, Chazal says, mitzvah b'hai al-maleka. There's no reward in this world for a mitzvah. A mitzvah is too big to be rewarded in this world. So what is So what is that? What are we talking? So the answer is, that's an example of Ashgacha, that if your people who are interested in serving Hashem, you're taking your resources, investing them properly, you're using your resources properly, etc. So Hashem will empower you, He'll give you more resources. Min hastam, right? Again, we're going to see, we discussed this at much more length in the upcoming prokim, where we're going to talk about what's called the kote vaishi, uh, individual hashgacha. There will be many other factors. There's going to be uh, why people might have Financial hardships, might, you might have problems, etc. But this is, but this is one of them that, if you do uh, good, then Hashem will empower you to do more good, and that's that's an aspect of Ashgach. Right? Okay. Um, is it also an, is it also an attribute of, of uh, tzedek mishpat? Right? Is the speak it out? Reward and punishment. Yeah, simply. So that's what I'm saying. So the Ram saying that that is not that. It's not that case because because reward and punishment, the the there's no reward in this world that's big enough to reward for mitzvahs. So if you're saying you're doing mitzvahs and as a result of that you're going to have a good harvest, right? That is not a appropriate reward for the doing of that mitzvah. That's the that's that's so that's why he comes on to saying that it's rather just facilitating you to do more missiles. Okay, good. That's what we spoke about last week. So now this week we're going to talk about a pretty big topic, a topic that um, really needs to be digested, um, and you know it may take a lot of thinking about this, something that's thrown around um, and people kind of have gotten used to it, but on the other hand, maybe many people have never 
really made peace with it, and it's going to be. And, and the topic is the topic of of punishment, of onish, right? Um, so that's what we're going to discuss today, Brother Hashem. So first, just you know, the the setup is we want to remind ourselves the purpose of the world is for man to have an opportunity to earn his shleimus to. Make, become a self-made man to, to, to through our own exertion to reach uh, similarity to Hashem, to reach closeness to Hashem, and that will be the reward that we're going to have. Lost at love, or we're going to be close to Hashem. That's that's all about. That's what he spoke about in the Chelakalif. Now, the tricky part is that this necessitates bechira, free will, and free will is a tricky thing because everyone wants to have it as the greatest gift possible. But yet, it necessitates that you're going to end up in a situation where at least some people, in at least some of their actions, will do things that are not correct. Uh, otherwise, if, if everyone would always do the right thing, that then it wouldn't be free choice, right? When, uh, yeah, when, when you see... You know, an election in uh, in you know from Russia, like ninety eight percent of people voted for Putin. You know, like and two percent were homesick that day and they couldn't couldn't make it, right? Then you know that it wasn't a it wasn't a free will decision, right? Whenever there's a free will, there's going to be some sort of a spread, right? You want to talk to Yosef, he'll do the math for you, right? There's going to be a bell curve distribution. We know, um, right? Even we have Purim coming up. Right? So in the end of Megillus Esther, what does it say about Mordechai, the tremendous praise that Mordechai gets? That he was beloved by most of the Jews. Right? There was a, there was a dissenting minority. <laughs> right? There always is. As long as there's a free will. So, um, so, um, so being that that's the case, that first of all, uh, most people are going to be some sort of a mixture of the two. I mean, there's going to be people for sure, and even amongst most people, there's going to be some actions or some sub-parts, like we spoke about in, in Misusi Sharm, we've spoken about the fact that even inside of a good action, you can have sub-parts of it that are not good, etc. So, um, so how's a person fit to go and be Nizdabek in Hashem Right, when when he has um, when he doesn't have a, he's not a nucky kapaim when he doesn't have clean hands, right? When he has he has a virus on his hands when he he's a person who's not fit to be close to Hashem. You, you can't you can't be close to Hashem, and it's not and and, and that's not al pi mishpat. It's not it's not mishpat with tzaddik. It's not uh, right. That any action should go unrewarded. Now, I just want to talk about that for a minute. What does it mean? It's not a mishpat v'tzedek. Okay, so what? So Hashem can't let it go by. He can't just like, brush it off. Uh, what, who's who made these rules that like everything has to be um, judged, right? So, so the truth is that it comes from the fact that Hashem gave over into our hands the closeness that we're going to have to him. And it's not fake. 
right? It's not like um, where you pretend to let your like four-year-old like assemble his tricycle, but like you know, you're really doing it yourself. That's that would be just tricking him. That is fake, right? But Hashem really, really, like really gave it over into our hands whether we're going to, uh, you know, the closest that we're going to have to Him. And that's and that's a tremendous gift. That's what we spoke about before, that that's, that that's the higher level of shleimus of that hatava. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's a higher form of that hatava because it'll be ours. It'll be truly mine. I'll be able to connect to Hashem from myself. It's mine, right? Rotsa Adam B'Kav Shalom, person wants his own thing. This is the Nenem Kapov. This is a person benefiting from the toils of, of his own hands. So, being that it's no joke, that it's it's really has been handed over to us, that's called Mishpat. That's called the meaning. Whatever you do, that's what you're going to get to live with. That's the reality. Okay? So, therefore, you can't have Averos, Chatoyim, Avonos, Shoyim, Shgagas, all these different things on your hands, and yet be with Hashem. That's Mishpat, which is really an expression of that we determine our own destiny. That says that that can't be the case. Okay? On the other hand, Hashem, Hashem is not Mekapech Scharshel Shumbiria. Hashem doesn't withhold the reward of anyone for anything. That wouldn't be just either. So what do you do? You got a person who is a complicated person, who is a multifaceted person, who has some parts that are good, but some parts that are bad, right? And like we said, kemat, kemat everybody is like that, right? What's the pasuk? Ein sadik ba'aretz v'lo yachta, something like that, yeah? The, the, uh, person being in the land which we spoke about before that that means that you are uh, we spoke about this back in Paragdalad in Chalik Aleph Paragdalad that person is engrossed in physicality besieged on all sides etc so um, like we said if it's free choice it has to reflect on some decisions that are going to be not the best decisions yeah, almost, uh, almost has to. So that being the case, so so what's the solution? So 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 Hashem. So this is so this is what we're going to talk about right now. Um, uh, in Perik Base, we're going to be discussing what's called the coat of Aklali. Means Hashgacha in a general sense. We're not right now. We're going to talk about how different people have different Hashgacha. It was called you know unique Hashgacha for you. Yeah, that's going to be the coat of Haishi. But we're going to be discussing the coat of Aklali. It means for humanity, overall, for the general person, for the standard person, what's going to need to happen. Okay? So again, so Os Aleph, is the Ramchal tells us that the purpose of the, the world is that people should get closer to Hashem, uh, etc. And that necessitates free will. So then Os Base, we run into the problem that people are going to be a mixed bag of good and bad. Os Gimel, we say that being that Hashem is just, um, it's not appropriate that any action, no matter how big or small, should go unrewarded. 
And here we go. Al Kane, about halfway into Oz Gimel. So we say, therefore, Hashem decreed to divide the reward and punishment. To divide it into two different categories. Okay? One is in Olam Azeh, and one is in Olam Haba. Okay? What that's going to do for us is just like we said, that a person is a composite of Tzchus and Chov, merit and demerit, right? And you have to tease those apart. So the answer is, and we said also that Olam Abba is a um, all good, is perfect, right? Is is because Hashem is all good. So there it has to be only good. So on the one hand, um, assuming that nobody can no, nobody can get there, but if nobody gets there, then they're not being rewarded for what they've done. So what do you do? So the answer is that Hashem made a separate payout in Olamazah. Okay? And so the way it's going to work is that Rishoyim, who are people that are predominantly uh, detached from Hashem, predominantly distanced from Hashem, but have a mute, have a, have a minuscule portion of Zchusim, of closeness to Hashem, so they're going to experience the result of that closeness to Hashem in this world. And once they experience that closeness in Hashem, to Hashem in this world, then that's it. Then, then they, uh, then they uh, have gotten paid out, and then uh, they are let go. They have no, they have no continuity in the future. Great question. So Yosef is asking, how can we tell? Looking at someone, I see, I see uh, a person over here, and he's you know, he just made a million dollars. Is this is this person um, a Russia who is being paid out in this world, right? Or is this person the, the are we seeing the fulfillment of the pasuk of Vayayim Shemo Tishmo? That if you listen to Hashem, then you're going to have a good harvest. Uh, is that what's happening? Is he being facilitated to do more mitzvahs? The answer is that you can't you can't necessarily tell. Okay, and that's going to be something that I assure you that I will be saying to you over and over and over over the, over the course of the next like three or four prokim, because that's kind of what we all what we all want to know is the halacha lamaisa. Right? What is happening right now? This thing is happening to me. Why? Right, and the answer is there's going to be many different possible causes. This is a this part of the sefer is a theoretical limud to know which one of these different um, reasons is, is is driving what's currently happening in a particular personal situation. To really know that a person would have to be a prophet. That is actually what prophecy did. Prophecy actually saw which powers, which spiritual powers were driving the different things that were happening. Now, a person with Ruach HaKodesh, maybe he can glimpse something, maybe he can tell, maybe you can see certain hints, you know, you maybe maybe we, we can talk about if, if there's inferences that can be made, but 
but the answer is, uh, yeah, if you want to know how you know, the answer is you don't know. But right now, we're discussing, again, what's called the Kotova Klali, which means um, without discussing the Kotova Ishi, the, the individual reasons why things happen to people for unique reasons, mm-hmm. here's the non-unique. So the non-unique, which means this happens to every single person. Yeah? Every single person that has Chatoyim on their hands, Sorry, so let's just speak out the other half and then we'll, then we'll say it, right? So, and then, uh, so just like Rishoyim, who are not going to get to make it to Olamabo, they're not going to get there. So then, again, we're, we're going to define exactly what kind of Rishoyim, who they are, what, but whoever is that person that's not going to make it to Olamabo, so any Shusim he has is going to get paid out in this world. Remember, Shus means a certain level of closeness to, that he had to Hashem. So then he's going to get to experience that that uh, that certain revelation, uh, cer- some level of ha'aras pandem. Like we said before, every aspect of shleimus, of wholeness, completion, goodness, anything that happens to a person is a result of ha'aras pandem. Anything bad is a result of hester pandem, right? So the person getting a million dollars, getting a, whatever it is, getting a promotion, having a, anything good, that could potentially be the Russia getting paid out, okay? Um, so too, a tzaddik, who has some of various on his hands, right? So he's going to have Yisurim in this world, and that will remove the uh, the Averus, okay? And then he'll be clean to go to Olam Haba, okay? That's uh, that's the general thing. So, so, so that, and this is true for everyone, it means to say, for example... Uh, some of the other things we're going to talk about later, schus uh, avos, or um, you know, like we said before about uh, you know for facilitating a person to do more mitzvahs. Right? He does mitzvahs, so now he gets some power. Those are all may or may not happen. They may happen to this person, but not to that person, etc. This, these things that we're talking about right now, these are general. These happen to everyone. Every person, if he's destined for all of haba. He must suffer Yusurim for any affairs that he's done. And every person who is not going to Olam Haba must be rewarded in this world for any good deeds that he's done. Can I ask you a question about this? No. Unless you turn on your video. You don't want to see me this, this time of the night. Uh-huh, okay, this is a, a Uri has a Uri has a the the Zoom, what is it? What are they called? The Zoom um, where people come to company meetings and they're only wearing upper clothing. It's it's actually a it's an inner first thing. They do not turn on their videos during Zoom calls. There could be eight people in the video. The inner first people never have a video on. It's like a cloud. I know. Ilya told me it saves it a lot of it, it saves a lot, it saves a lot of time at the meetings. He says. It does, but like it, it's awkward because everybody's got videos and then they're right. watching like the one guy with a dark screen. Yeah. Um, my question is, we there's references all over about the inestimable. Not sure I'm saying that word right. Scar for Limerator, for example. So yeah. let's say you have the biggest Russian in the world, and he learned for one hour in his life, and now let's say he gets you know. And that was Lishma. That was Lishma. Yeah, one hour Lishma. 
Unbelievable. So now you're telling me even Very difficult to imagine, but let's say theoretically, we'll, we'll grant you. Let's say, let's say even not Lishma. So not Lishma. Then the, a million dollars paid him for that hour of learning. We good always question. pay one minute of learning. Good question. So the Ramchal is going to address it in um, in Osvav coming up. Osvav. I, I, I do have a question, though. So, 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 so. Jeff, hold on. Je, hold on one second. Ari, I got Ari over here live. Oh, the live people sorry, get, get no problem. Yeah, that's the problem. We got live people not hearing the computer people and computer people not hearing live people. No, we're not. We're not live over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can delete people out of existence by just tapping on you. Yeah. This going to be in Russia, and then he gets paid out in this world. Yeah. But then he could be. He could change and become exotic. Oh, oh, Ari's asking a good question. So clearly, clearly, the the this this uh, system that we're describing over here will require a certain thing that only Hashem possesses called Yidia. Yeah, Ari's making everybody here. Ari's Ari's point. Are you saying? Let's say a person is is. How can a Russia ever be paid out throughout the course of his? Let me. I, maybe like the very last second. Before he dies, okay, he, that's it. This is his last moment in life. Boom, quick, give him a million dollars, right? Good. But but if it's through, throughout the course of his life, maybe he's going to do tshuva. So meaning he's being paid out, right? He's being paid out, assuming that these mitzvahs are not going to go anywhere. And then afterwards he does tshuva. And like, oh, what happened? I got paid out in these mitzvahs. Okay. What? Or maybe the other way around. Maybe he got paid out. It's too bad. No, but if he, if, he, if he was a Russia his entire life and he got paid out already, and then he can become a tzaddik at the very end. But here you look, but those mitzvahs here you got paid for. Yeah, but he said it's not So first of all, you should know, it's, it's, it's a much deeper story than we're going to get into right now. The truth is that, that, that that's the kavan of the Rabbeinu Tam in uh, more in Rosh Hashanah. The people are judged every year to see whether the tzaddikim or Rishayim, right? And, and uh, tzaddikim or nechtavim l'chaim, rishayim or nechtavim l'misa, Right? And yet, um, everybody asks, all the Rishonim ask the question, toss on the spot, right? Ask the question, what do you mean? We see every year that there are really bad people who live to the next year, and we see good people die. So, how do you understand that, Gemara, right? So, the, so the Rabbeinu Tam says that, uh, that it's, it's, it's for the, we're talking about the determination. Are you a Tzaddik or a Russia? And the Nafkamina explains the Leshem, is for the conduct that you're going to have in this, uh, during this year, how are you going to be treated? I mean, if the person has been judged a Russia, then any mitzvahs that he has, are going to, they're going to get start getting paid out. Right? Whereas the person who has been judged to be a tzaddik, then on the contrary, then, then, then the various that he's had are going to, are going to start to get expunged through, through Yisurim. So, I mean, the entire hashgacha that he's going to have is a different hashgacha. That's what we're saying over here, right? So, now, if, if, if in the next year he reverses it, okay, you know, good, so you reversed it. But in the meantime, this past year, he was a Russia. And, okay, so, um, I guess it would be nice to Uri because he's, he's uh, he turned on his video then. Uh, so, so, so uh, Uri was asking... You know, how's it, how's the low fare, right, Uri? To, to pay out a Russia for a mitzvah that he did. He put on tefillin, and the tzaddik put on tefillin. And, and, and that moment, uh, you know, they were both, uh, 
you know, let's say equally um, had equal kavanos or something like that, right? So tzaddik is going to be close to Hashem thanks to this hanachas tefillin in all and the and the rasha is going to get a uh, a pastrami sandwich, right? How's that fair? Where is that your question? You need my video again? Yeah, generally speaking, that's my... I mean, my okay. question is really, how is there a case where Russia would have no Olam Haba and have to get paid out of this world? What do you mean? Because if you learn one word, yeah. then that's, that's, that's not paid. No, 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 he's going to get paid. That's what the Rampal is telling us over here. He's going to get paid out. He's going to be given a pastrami sandwich, and that's it. He's done. Now you're degrading the value of... Oh, so so the answer is, says the Ramchal over here in, in Osvav, the answer is not that I'm degrading the value of Torah to equate it with a pastrami sandwich, but he equates Torah with a pastrami sandwich. means being that he is... Being that... Listen, listen, listen. Um, like this. What a person is fundamentally, yeah, what a person is fundamentally uh, determines... Where his place is. Okay? So, a Russia is fundamentally a person who, who, who is... Um, that, that's, he, he's fundamentally a Russia. Bumikra, as a happenstance, you know, for that one moment, he happened to have been serving Hashem. Yeah? So, this world is a temporary world. Olmaba is a permanent world. So, for the Russia, the, his avodas Hashem is a temporary avoda. It's, he happened to have been serving Hashem, but that's not who he is. So then he's going to get paid out in the temporary world, in the temporal world, in a world where, uh, which is also fleeing, right? The pastrami sandwich. The tzaddik, who is truly, what he is, definitionally, is he's an Eved Hashem. Yeah? So, even if, Let's say he doesn't have Aira. Fine, but that Aira was was just a it was just for a moment. He he slipped up. He he wasn't thinking. He lost his he lost his whatever his cool. He right he so he, he 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 messed up. So a again a temporary behavior like that, a superficial, just like a person. You can imagine there's a core definition of who the person is, and then there's an external, um, you know, clothing uh, outer levushim that there is right. So to the world, Olam is the true existence. Olam is a temporary state. So whoever is fundamentally, essentially, close to Hashem, but he has some um, temporary external uh, behaviors that don't match with that, with that true core self. So then those things will be taken care of in this world, which this world is a temporary world. So when Chazal are telling you the one mitzvah is forever, it's eternal, it's it's so great, they're telling you, they're telling you the truth. They're telling you the truth, but you have to believe that truth. I mean, you have to be connected to it like that. Yeah? But but if, but if for him, all it is is a pastrami sandwich, that's all he's going to get. Right. So, but you'd have to explain this in light of a person who, let's say, for 10 years does everything Lishma and is legitimate, and then he becomes to Russia. So, you, you can't explain that away like this, because 
Bishas at that time, so he really earned eternal good. Again, you look at the person in the end, let's say, you look at the person in the end, right? And you say, this person in the core is a Russia. So all those behaviors are external behaviors. You're talking about, uh, what's it called? It was, uh, Yochan and Cohen, uh, Yochan, Yochan Cohen Gadl, right? That turned a, a Tzduki in the end of his life, right? After 90 years, or whatever it was, right? So, okay. So the point is, he defined himself. When Hashem, he comes to Hashem, Hashem looks at him, he says, okay, you are primarily a Kaifer, right? But now, you have some actions that you view as, you probably even regret those actions, Right? Or certainly, uh, they're not viewed as like the core of who he is. So it goes by that last moment. Well, that's... Uh, like I mean, cer- certainly, the last moment is a pretty big one. That's why we take tshuva in the last moment very seriously, right? If a person person does tshuva in the very end, it, 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 it certainly can bring him into Olamabah. Absolutely. But let's not, let's, let's not talk about tshuva right now. Tshuva is complicated. Yeah, tshuva... Very radically, you know, changes things around. Let's just ju- let's just make sure to understand the, the the point that we're saying, right? So people are a mixed bag, okay? Now he is going to say um, in uh, in in the end of old Dalad over here that of course the determination for who is who, what kind of, is this person in Russia, Tzadik, who who is he? That's only um, up to Hashem to do, right? Only Hashem. Has that has that uh, ability? He's the he's the shofet uh, haemes, right? He's the only one that truly knows what's happening in people's hearts, etc. We're not capable of such of such judgments. We don't know the relative value of things. How deep into a person something goes? You know, a person could theoretically have many mitzvahs, but they're all kind of superficial. And somebody else maybe has a lot less mitzvahs, but they're but they're much more definitional to him. So you know that. Uh, we're not we're not looking to judge other people, um, or even really to judge ourselves, because we already have instructions how to relate to ourselves, right? Even if the whole world tells you you're tzaddik, right? Don't believe them, and on the other hand, never call yourself, you know, n- never treat yourself as a rasha. Don't give up on yourself, right? So, if you treat yourself as a benini, you're 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 going to be in pretty good hands. You, I have a lot of good things. I have more where to gr- where I need to grow. Um, and uh, you know, the rest is up to Hashem. But uh, so, so again, so people are a mixed bag. Therefore, there's a need for two separate judgments. One is what's going to happen in this world, and that in this world, Hashem is going to take care of the of the mikra of the happenstance things that people have, the the minority, the non-definitional part of my behavior of, of myself. Right, and that's going to be taken care of in this world. That means for Shoyim. A reward in this world for tzaddikim means yisurim in this world. Does that, does that also mean then that, that there's no scar uh, in this world for tzaddikim? So, so again, if you mean if by scar you mean, by the way, I, I, I warned you already. There's going to be this this question that come up about like regularly, and it's the same question all over again. But just people need to digest the process. If you mean reward for a mitzvah, yeah, there's no reward for a mitzvah in this world. Reward. If you mean good things that may happen as a, as a result of a person doing a mitzvah, that's what I mean. yeah, so that's so that's what I told Yosef before, right? Yes, we will be discussing those. There may be many different reasons why 
a good person may have good things happen to them in this world, but those may or may not happen to different people depending on who you are, your place, your position, what Hashem wants from you, etc., etc. We are currently discussing the Kotev Aklali, in the general sense, that which must happen to everyone. Right? So, what... Uh, a tzaddik does not necessarily need to receive anything good in this world. There's no such rule. Okay? The, uh, but, but... On the other hand, there's nothing wrong with the tzaddik receiving good things well, in this world. That's, that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we haven't yet seen the reasons why it would happen, but we will see, we will see a number of reasons why that would happen later on. Right? But what, we, but we, but what must happen is a Russia who has any schusim, must get paid out in this world. That must happen. And a tzaddik, who has any averos, must have yisurim. Okay? What about a Russia with yisurim? A Russia with... Must a Russia have yisurim or not? Yeah. Not necessarily. Really? Yeah. Right? Because remember... He, he's not going to get all my bar, right? So the only purpose for Yusurim, and this is what I said before, we have to really work on digesting and processing what is the purpose of Yusurim. Yusurim are a way to cleanse us from our, from our stains, from spiritual stains that we've, we've put on ourselves, right? So a Russia, he could be covered in stains. You have a shirt, the thing has six stains on it, Right? And like some that that thing is filthy. Why why would you not wash it? You're like, what do you mean? This is my painting shirt, right? This I don't need. I, I, I don't care how many how many stains I have on this thing. I don't care. I'm never gonna wash it, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna wear it another three times. I'm gonna get paint all over it. I'm gonna throw it in the garbage, mm-hmm. right? What? Aha. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sorry, are you are you talking about Olam Azer or Olam Abba? Uh, I mean, I'm saying Olam Abba. That's what he's. We're talking about in Olam Azer, right? Mm-hmm. See, he will not necessarily a Russia will not necessarily have Yisurim in Olam Azer, right? In Olam Abba. He's going to go through through a process called ivadim. Lo- he's going to be lost. He's going to be detached, disconnected. Now that is is fundamentally a very painful process. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's more intense. Cuts him off from being able to reconnect to so, him. Like, isn't there the idea that Hashem always gives a person an opportunity to become a Russian? Sure, Hashem, Hashem, let's say that, uh, he could do tshuva, let's say. Yeah. Fine. So then, but it, maybe, maybe, maybe Hashem would would do that then. But that's, that's not, but it's not coming as a that, that let's say that pain that uh, guy you know say he he's going to eat a non kosher restaurant and he gets terrible stomach pains, right? Yeah. So Hashem is doing that maybe to help him to to come back to do right. tshuva to wake, but he's not doing it as a as a way 
to cleanse him uh-huh. of those avers. So, so because as, as of now, he's not heading to a place where he needs to be clean. Right. But, so the, it's not that a rush won't have challenges. It's just the challenges are for, set up for different purposes. Exactly. We're talking about here Yisurim that cleanse a person, that, that remove the dirt from the person, right? That he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have, right? Unless you know uh, he's headed for for for, for, for uh, again. That's what we, that's how we're explaining. Here we're talking about the cult of a klali, right? We're talking about not a particular person, a particular situation to try to get him to do tshuva. We're talking about what must happen to everyone, right? Every person who is a tzaddik. Has and has any yisurim on his hands must necessarily experience yisurim to cleanse them away. You, you can't make it all about without those, right? Does that make sense? You cannot get there without yisurim. Okay, and any rasha who is not going to have all about must necessarily be paid out for any good deeds he has, because Hashem is not mikapeches karsher shumbiri. Hashem does not withhold reward from anyone for anything good they've done. That's all. Okay, that's that's all we're trying to say right now. This is going to be a painful process. Right? You guys are going to keep trying to jump over there and like, what about this? And one time I heard a rabbi say this, and the, but the, we're going to stick to the seder of the Ramchal. We're going to build it out brick by brick by brick. We're going to systematically build up the process of Ashgach. Okay. Um, so that so that is um, Oth Gimel. Um, Okay, Oz Dalid. Oz Dalid, the Hashem introduced a whole new layer of kindness, a whole new layer of mercy that He has for us, um, which is there's only so much dirt that you can wash out with a little bit of hand scrubbing, right? Some soap and some water and some hand scrubbing. So Hashem introduced the power wash. Okay? Very deep, deep cleaning. Okay? Which is called Gehenim. And there, there's a possibility to clean out much deeper stains than, than there is in this world. So all the suffering in this world, there's certain stains that go deep enough in a person that cannot be removed. So then that person just can't make it all about. And he would have to be done the other way around. He would have to just get paid out in this world and then and then not make it all about. But in Hashem's kindness and mercy, he did it the other way around. He introduced Gehenna, which is a very, very powerful, deep cleaning mechanism, much greater Yisurim that we can have in this world. And therefore, allowing for the removal of, of much deeper Ra and allowing that the uh, instead of it being that most people don't make it into Olam Haba, making it that only a minority, uh, only a small amount of people won't make it into Olam Haba, and that most will. If if not for Gehenna, only a small percentage of people would be able to make it to Olam Haba, because it would have to be clean enough that they could just receive Yisurim in this world. For example, the Gemara talks about Rabbi Akiva, that after he'd been, his flesh had been combed with iron combs by the Romans, and he died that gruesome death, right? After having been such a tzaddik that he was, 
So a boss called, came up, called out and said, Rabbi Akiva, welcome, welcome to Ganeid. He didn't have to go through Gehenna. Right? So it would be Rabbi Akiva and other people like that. Right? But for everybody else, that you wouldn't be able to make it. Do we assume Gehenna would be worse than the hot coals? Then? Then the hot coals Rabbi Akiva had to go through? The the, the the metal co- the metal the, yeah, the, yeah. the the metal combs comb like a, like a comb for your hair but metal comb yeah it's Gehenim is something that is so painful that it can't be found in this world that's why it's a whole new existence to create a much more painful process to clean deeper to clean out that depth from a deeper place um, to allow that most people should be able to make it to Lomaba. Okay, we'll we'll hold it here. So we're up to Os Hay.